Hey everybody, Paul and Amy here, and welcome to this special edition, a Thursday night edition of the DVC show. Uh, I am Paul Krieger, of course, and I'm joined tonight by the one and only, my lovely wife, Amy Krieger. And it's been a week, I'd say. Yeah, it's been been some news happening. It's been quite uh, a more eventful week than I anticipated. I thought it would be just sort of a fun-filled Halloween week of talking about Mickey's not-so-scary Halloween party Mm. and getting ready for that and annual passes passes on sale. But DVC had other plans for all of us. Uh, So that is why we are coming to you live tonight on Thursday to talk about all of the exciting DVC news. News we expected, news we didn't quite expect, news that probably was put out there to change the news narrative a little bit because of some of the stuff that we've heard uh, over the past uh, few days. But thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, For those of you asking, Pete, Panda, the rest of the crew, they are actually on a cruise at the moment. So they are in the middle of the ocean. But we knew that a lot of you were asking questions about everything that was happening with DVC. And so we decided to jump on tonight and talk to you all about it. This show tonight will actually be in replacement of next Monday's show because Pete and the team are actually just getting off of a cruise ship and they're actually headed to film some exciting room tours for everyone uh so we'll be sharing all of that content over on dvcfan.com really soon so this is kind of our pre-monday monday show uh (laughs) for those of you that sort of wait for a monday show and i just noticed that Odie is like chomping away in the background on (laughs) we had to give them both like those end bones so that so they won't bother us he is he is living his best dog life uh before he becomes a doggy dvc member here uh next year which we'll get to more of that later um as always if you do love everything that we do here at dvc fan please show some love for our sponsors over at the world of dvc dvc resale market if you're looking to buy or sell a disney vacation club contract getting to selling if you have a grand californian contract Now is the time to sell. We'll get to more of that later, but uh, dvcresalemarket.com, they'll help you with that. Monera Financial, where they will help you finance that purchase of a Disney Vacation Club contract. And then, of course, DVC Rental Store, where if you're looking to try before you buy, rent some points, rent out your own points, you can do that with the DVC Rental Store. So please show some love for our sponsors over at the world of DVC. I think I've done it all that I needed to start with. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, We will be taking your comments throughout the evening, so please put those comments um, in the comment in the comment box or whatever it is, and we'll try to get to them as they come through. We are going to try to go in a little bit of an order throughout the evening, though, uh, just to keep things organized. And I think the first thing to really start with is the news that just dropped today. Yeah, and I... I did not see this coming at all. I don't think any of us actually did. Um, But boy, oh boy, was it exciting uh, when it was announced. Uh, So Disney's Fort Wilderness cabins are becoming a Disney Vacation Club property. Um, We got this news right around 10 a.m. this morning uh, and kind of came out of the blue. You know, we uh, didn't really have a new DVC on our radar at at the moment. No, and what's really, really interesting about this is that Fort Wilderness is not 
a deluxe resort, right? Yeah. So we're now starting to see DVC kind of creep into, I, you know, I don't know if you would consider it more of a moderate. It's kind of like in the other category, but we're, we're seeing DVC creep into other areas. And so that has to leave you asking yourself, you know, what, what's next? What's after this? Are we going to see Coronado Springs, you know, Port Orleans? Um, it's, it's not great news for, for those that go and pay cash at the hotels because they are going to be losing this inventory. Obviously, they'll still be able to pay cash, but it's going to be a different, um, you know, it's going to be a different scenario. But for, for DVC members, I think this is really, really exciting news where, you know, they're looking to kind of play to different tastes. And even if Fort Wilderness is not your thing, uh, there's so many people out there that are really excited about this. I love Fort Wilderness. Um, I, you know, the, the trails, I like getting on the bus and hearing banjo music and hoopty doo. There's just so much <laughs> over there to like. I, you know, I do. I played in a bluegrass band in high school. So I like the sound of a banjo. <laughs> and when you get on those buses, that's what you hear. I like the sound but of a banjo. <laughs> I'm excited by it. And, you know, we've we've had this question asked a lot. Uh, is there any DVC resort where I can bring my dog? And this has always been a, a flat, absolutely not. And we're not really, we're not really big on traveling with our dogs. They're, they're kind of a handful. But, you know, this is kind of exciting, especially as locals, that some of these cabins will be dog friendly. Yep. And that will mean that, you know, you can you can bring your dog on a Disney trip. Um, that's kind of a neat thing for DVC members. Now, if you if you're not into dogs and you still want to buy here, it's probably gonna be very similar to what is going on at the Yacht Club, Art of Animation, and Riverside, where there are rooms that are specially designated that are dog-friendly rooms, and then there's rooms that are not. So if you have an allergy situation or something like that, you don't have to worry that you're going to be in a room that's had dogs in the past. Yep. And so let's get to some of the details that were dropped with this news today. So the one big detail, of course, was the concept art that was revealed about these cabins. You're going to notice very quickly that it looks a whole lot different than the current cabins at Fort Wilderness. And that's because they're basically going to deck every single one of those cabins. So they are going to use the ex existing cabin footprints. The news that came out today said around 350. According to my count, there's currently around 363 cabins. 406. Or, okay, I was way off. Or, <laughs> or different sites have different information. Uh, Who knows? I but found 400. There's definitely more than 350 existing cabins that are out there. And so it'll be interesting to see, do they revert them all to DVC? Do they have yeah. maybe this small supply that they actually mm -hmm. keep within uh, Fort wilderness uh for people to actually just book via and cash we, we could end up with them taking some of the space for new amenities you know they it does say that they're planning on uh doing walking trail enhancements swimming pool enhancements and dining enhancements they specifically in the dining mentioned trails End and crockett's tavern uh so possibly turning those into something else so there's going to be changes um it's interesting you said th they're going to deck the old cabins <laughs> I don't think that they they don't bulldoze them. No. So the the last ones they actually sold off. So if you are really bummed out about these cabins going away, they they have sold them last time. There's people living in the old ones uh, in like a nature camp in Florida somewhere. But 
That's that's always kind of interesting. You mentioned before dog friendly, super exciting for us. We've always Mm -hmm. just wanted our dogs to be able to go with us to Disney, at least for a day. Like Amy said, more than that, probably going to be too much of a handful. We can only give them (laughs) so many of these end bones that they're currently (laughs) chewing on. Two days is long long enough for us. Yeah, two days is probably (laughs) the max. Um, The cabins are going to sleep up to six individuals. And that's kind of a nice new sweet spot, I feel like, in between what we currently see with some accommodations. A little bit more than a studio, mm-hmm. kind of pushes us into that one bedroom, not quite the two bedroom range, but yeah. it's kind of a nice number that people are going to get into in these and it's, cabins. Yeah, and it's going to be a similar configuration to what they have now. So there's a living room that is going to have some sort of like sofa bed or hopefully a Murphy bed. And then there's a bedroom that's going to have, you know, either two beds or a bed and, and a bunk bed situation, which is what they had last time. Um, so we're not really sure what that's going to be. But six uh, is, you know, it's I would look at it as is like staying in a one bedroom, you know, or staying in a, a large studio. And I, I think the point charts are going to be reflective of that reflective of more of like maybe a one bedroom uh, type because these were never really very expensive as far as cabins go. You're not going to yep. be paying Copper Creek cabin prices, Polynesian bungalow prices. And so we would hope that the point charts are going to, are going to match that. And, and that's going to be, that's going to be huge. You know, what these point charts look like, because if you think about it, you know, they're going to be selling points in this resort. If the point charts end up being too high for most people, kind of like the Copper Creek cabins are, then that's going to make people use those points elsewhere, make maybe studios a little harder to get at the seven month window. If the point charts here are reasonable, which is what we're expecting, it's going to be great, you know, a great option for a lot of members. Yeah, for sure. Um, additional information, these are opening in 2024, so they're not messing around here. They're going to get working on these very quickly. We don't actually have a estimated date in 2024. I'm guessing probably the latter part of the year. Uh, it, they're coming along very quickly with the Polynesian Tower, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if we see maybe that actually creep up a little bit on the schedule rather than being towards the end of 2024. Mm-hmm. We see them move that up on the schedule. They still have a long ways to go, though, so these both could push into 2024 or we could even see the poly tower maybe push to 2025 but current announcement opening in 2024 um curious note i saw some people over on disboards talking about uh yeah. they specifically called out that this was the 17th dvc property in sort of the uh the information that they provided and of course the conspiracy theorists yeah. that we are we like to read into that a little bit too much and so if this were to open after the poly tower then that would potentially mean that the Poly Tower is part of the existing Polynesian yeah. Association. Because Disneyland would be 16. Yep. And, and Fort Wilderness would be 17. So, so do mm. with that as you wish. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any... Uh, people have been speculating. Yes, Amy and I did just... We just closed on our 175-point purchase at the Polynesian. Uh, we just added on at the Poly. We're super excited about it. No, we have absolutely no information about what is going on. Uh, if I had information, I would be chomping at the bit to share it with every single one of you. So um, there's no chance where uh, we have any inside information or anything like that. We are just taking and buying points that we think make 
the most sense for us mm -hmm. at this present yep. time. It, it Based has, on expiration date, annual dues. We stay in know. studios. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're studio people. Mm -hmm. So it just makes the most sense for us. Uh, additional stuff that I just wrote down here. Um, I did write, I, I wrote rip reflections uh, <laughs> with my notes. Um, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. So they're not actually taking the land of reflections and putting these cabins on it. So that land still exists. The question that you raised earlier, though, is would we maybe see some new amenities mm -hmm. to add to the resort area that would take up some of that land? My mind probably goes to we're still going to see that land used, but that has been pushed way down the pike at this point. You know, it is mm -hmm. not going to happen immediately after these cabins go on sale. There's going to be more DVCs. I think we come back to it eventually. It, it's not going to be reflections. It will definitely be a new concept or something. They very rarely do they. I just want that path to open. So we, <laughs> we walked over to it from you know, Copper Creek area. And it is just overgrown. Like, like it does not look like it's happening anytime soon, but yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, so reflections, I'm sorry. If you were a reflection lover, I don't know that it's, I don't know that it's happening. I think this is kind of the, the, uh, the, uh, end of that discussion. Um, point charts. We talked about this a little bit. They're, mm -hmm. They have to make these affordable if they're going to sell. And when we actually look at point charts, and I, I pulled this up uh, today specifically for the conversation, uh, if we look at these, this is currently the Disney Collection Exchange point chart. So again, this is if you were to take your points and use them at Fort Wilderness cabins currently. Now we know that this is not a good use of your points historically, but we can get maybe a little bit of a gauge of what this looks like. So on the low season, the cabins are 38 points, high season, Christmas time, um, that's going to move that up to 67 points, but almost a reasonable sort of, uh, sort of point chart there. Yeah, for the Disney collection, which is always like an overinflated point chart, is actually really good. And and I was trying to find a different resort uh to kind of compare. I know that you had pulled up a moderate resort. Yeah, so I but... also pulled up um Coronado Springs as just an example of some point charts here. Again, if if we're using it as an idea of a moderate property, we don't know I've seen a couple questions in the comments and stuff like that of, uh, is this going to elevate the cabins at Fort Wilderness into a, uh, a deluxe level accommodation? Are you going to get those same deluxe level benefits? Uh, I would have to assume as a DVC member, you should, but we just don't have that information at this time. Literally just one piece of concept art and a mm -hmm. lot of speculation. But if we use the moderate level point charts as an example, you know, we're ranging anywhere from 23 to 47 points over the course of the year. So I think this is going to be that sweet spot that they need to make these charts appear in because if they don't, if they price these higher, if they try to make these Copper Creek cabin prices, no one's going to buy them. Yeah. who's Who would buy Copper Creek just for the cabins? Only people who can buy a lot of points. You know what I mean? Because 100 something points a night, that's not the typical DVC consumer. It's just not. Yeah. And I, I just... I imagine that they've already thought through that. So I think we're going to see these. Uh, I also read over on Disboards some people speculating about maybe they'll sell these points for a lower price per point. 
I would probably see them more so keep the price per point the same, but drop the point chart to make these more accessible. Because I think Disney's really struggling to fill some of these moderate to moderate premium level accommodations. You know, they fill up the all-stars pretty good. They fill up some of these moderate level accommodations pretty good, but some of the more premium resorts they struggle with. And so they're quickly realizing that Disney Vacation Club is an easy way to get bodies in these rooms and get people to commit to 50 years of vacations Mm -hmm. in them. So And DVC is always booked. So yeah, you're right. You're always going to have people in those rooms coming onto property, spending their money on property, paying those maintenance fees to maintain that resort. So that's that's why we're going to probably continue to see a lot of flips into DVC. And I'm, and I'm hoping that we get some some other resorts that a lot of us are waiting for, maybe Yacht Club, you know, some something like that. Kristen asked in the comments, uh, they just closed down the sit-down restaurant at Fort Wilderness. Will they build a new restaurant? Uh, no news on a new restaurant just yet. You know, the, the press release today did mention that they were going to enhance some of the existing... Um, they specifically did mention Trails End and Crockett's Tavern as mm-hmm. uh, on the board for enhancements. So basically, it sounds like they're going to be changed into something. Yep. Uh, something that's probably going to appeal to make people want to buy DVC points over there. And they have been doing a lot over there. So Paul and I just went to Hoopty Doo a few, just a few weeks ago, right? And uh, we were really, really surprised to see just the atmosphere was really neat over there. We walked along, you know, near the water. They had food trucks out. They were, a lot of them were Disney food trucks, but there were, there was like a Wetzel's pretzels and a dessert one. And so they're, they're kind of trying to bring options and things into that resort also. So it has some cool things going for it. You know, there's a dog park, there's, there's lots of playgrounds and, and walking trails. But I think in order to pull in DVC members, they are going to have to enhance, you know, enhance the amenities that are there. Yep. Just don't touch hoopty doo. That's all I care no. about. Don't touch hoopty doo <laughs> whatsoever. Um, just how many, many amenities can they add in one year? Good question. I have no idea. You know, if they're going, if uh, I, Part of me actually wonders if this has been in the works for a while, and this is just a part of Bob Iger restoring the power to people like uh, Bill Dierkson to make these decisions and make them make these projects move quicker. And Mm -hmm. so you have to ask yourselves, were things on the back burner and now... Now that, you know, Bill, uh, as the senior vice president of Disney Vacation Club, he's responsible for the success of that. If he says, hey, let's build this, this is what's going to make us money, then they're all in. They're going to they're going to go ahead and move through that. That Polly um, Tower is going up quick. It, and, it is. Yeah, we uh, we were just yeah. there. We took some pictures the other night. It's just crazy to see absolutely how quickly they are. They are moving through those. So. Um, again, if you have any other questions, feel free to throw those in the comments, uh, and we will answer as many as we can. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I think this is just going to be a great Disney, Disney world addition Mm -hmm. to the Disney vacation club lineup. And I think that's 
We're going to get to some other news later today that I know has been a little bit more controversial. Um, a lot of people have mixed feelings about it. But I think the big takeaway with all of this that we have to sort of take on is that this is exciting for Disney Vacation Club. If you are a DVC member and you are not remotely excited about any of this stuff that has come out this past week, um, then it might be time to sell your contract. I don't know. It's just it's exciting that we see them investing in the program. It's exciting that we see benefits like annual passes returning. We're seeing more and more membership magic events come mm-hmm. into the program. There's just so much to be excited about and really takes us back to when we first joined and yeah. it, why we joined in the first place is because mm-hmm. there's just so much magic around this community, around everything that we are doing um, as uh, Disney Vacation Club members and what they are doing for us in return mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Kristen Rice, I, I believe someone in the comments is talking about they should include a golf cart as part of membership. Um, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> Do you, you want to pay for annual dues and golf cart? Yeah, all golf cart annual Maybe. dues. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, that would be part of the experience. Annual dues could be something that golf might be interesting. Uh, <laughs> annual dues might be interesting here only because the resort relies on buses similar to mm, Old, Old Key, Key West. West. Mm-hmm. And so I think we will see an elevated transportation mm-hmm. budget for this resort. Um, and so who knows, but uh, you'll get both transportation to magic kingdom. So that's also a plus. I love, I love the idea of the cabins because you don't share a wall with people. And as much as we love DVC resorts, there are some nights where it's like, okay, I can hear toilets flushing and people going down the hallways and stuff like that. And I'm really excited to just get away and stay in a cabin that is not sharing walls with, with other guests. I don't know. Amy does not like it when you use the toilet at 2 a.m. Do not, do not flush that toilet. No. <laughs> I can hear it. Um, we did have uh, a question. Uh, Maria did ask, yes, opening in 2024. That is the announcement at this time. Whether it's before Polynesian or after, we don't know the answer to that question just yet. Um, so more on that coming very, very soon. Johnny, the million dollar question. Do you think the Fort Wilderness cabins will have resale restrictions? My answer at this point in time is 100% yes. It sounds like right now they are doubling down on that. We're going to get into the Disneyland Tower here in just a couple minutes. But we know from the Disneyland Tower, we know from Riviera, it doesn't seem like this it's, is something going away. Yeah, it's the fact that like they they need a reason to push you to buy direct. So, okay, let's throw these new resorts out there. And if you're not buying direct, you're buying resale at the original 15 resorts, then you're, or is it 15, 14, because Riviera's 15, then you're going to be, you're going to be out. Um, so, you know, for us, it's, it doesn't matter because we have enough grandfathered endpoints that we'll be able to, to mix and match and use them. But, but it is, it's going to make some of you stop and think, okay, maybe I need some direct points. Even if I don't want to buy into Fort Wilderness, maybe I need some direct points in case I want the option to, uh, later down the line. So, so I do think we are going to continue to see those. Um, the only one that's up in the, really up in the air is, is going to be the Polynesian. Cause if it's, if it becomes part of the current association, then it's going to fall into the same, you know, with the same, what Polly does, just like Grand Floridian. Yep. Uh, what else we have here? Uh, <laughs> Try 4.45 a.m. alarm. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm with Christine here. This is very exciting. Uh, I've always wanted to experience the Halloween and Christmas decor options. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you've never been to Fort Wilderness during those Halloween seasons and stuff like that, people decorate their golf carts, people decorate their their cabins, people decorate their campers. Mm-hmm. I think you there's trick it, or treat so. at Halloween. There's, you know, yeah. there's parades. They, it actually gets shut down to where if you're not staying there, you can't be there. So this is kind of interesting. I think that that this is going to be like like the booking Fourth of July in the oh, theme park yeah. view at Bay Lake Tower, where booking Halloween at Fort Wilderness Cabin for it DVC could, is going to be it's going to be um, competitive. You could yeah. almost see them bring back that priority wait list that they used to have back in the phone call days. That <laughs> no. that, that was uh, that was something to behold, and it was for special booking seasons and stuff like that. So. Um, yeah, we're super excited by this. Um, you know, uh, I think that's about all, all there is to cover about this news that just crept up on us today. But, uh, uh, moving on, we do have even more news that dropped this week. If that wasn't, uh, enough for you, we started off the week with a big one, which was the fact that sales for the villas at Disneyland Hotel, Hotel, uh, Hotel begin on May 2nd. So we did finally get the information that a lot of us have been waiting for, which is that uh, the Disneyland Hotel is beginning sales on May 2nd for existing members looking to add on points. And then May 30th for those new members looking to purchase points. Um, We also found out that price per point is going to be $230 per point. I think uh, if we look back in these shows about a year, we said $300 at that time. So we were way off. I want to say that there is one show where I said $230. I'm going to dig it up because (laughs) I I remembered it in the car the other day. Uh, But anyway... This is, yeah, so this is the price before incentives. Yep. Uh, we, we do expect there to be incentives, especially for the new members. Those typically, not sorry, not new members, but for existing members first, those typically tend to be the best ones. Uh, with Grand Floridian, it was the first opening existing member incentives that, that were some of the best ones. And then uh, the buy-in minimum for existing members is going to be 50 points. And we, we're assuming that it's going to be 100 for uh, non-existing members since that is just the general uh, minimum buy-in right now. That's not the minimum buy-in for the perks. That is still 150. But Disney did kind of quietly shift the minimum buy-in that you have to buy in as a new member to 100, even though you can't get perks at that number. Yep. I think one of the surprising things that came out of the news this week were the point charts. I was pleasantly surprised as to sort of where the Disneyland Hotel Tower point charts actually ended up. Um, you know, they kind of are in line with when, where Grand Californian is uh, yeah. in terms of the, the price per night and things mm-hmm. like that. Uh, Duo Studios ranging anywhere from 13 to 25 points per night. Deluxe Studios, 17 to 34. Those Unique Garden Studios, so those are that separate building that's right beside the pool that they've put in, uh, 24 to 41 points per night. Um, we did expect those to be elevated because the cash cost was actually elevated. Yeah. Um, and then those Grand Villas, um, 120 to 200 points per night. Any shocks from you on the point, chart? No, uh, it was way better than what I expected. And I think it's very obtainable. But you know, obviously, there are other factors now instead of point charts that is going to 
make or break your decision to either stay there or buy in there. Uh, but we're going to talk about that pretty soon. We can go. <laughs> Evan's already asking: is the is the is the tax per point? used confirmed or a rumor uh and unfortunately evan this is a confirmed uh, aspect of things uh and it has been something that i think has been all over the place both on dvc fan and the boards in terms of what is this tax what is it for um and all of that so to dive in a little bit further into what this tax is and uh and, and everything this is a transient use tax so essentially Anyone that stays in a hotel in Anaheim, California is paying this tax. And I do believe it is a 15% tax rate at the current Mm -hmm. going. Um, And to give you some perspective, because Alani currently does have also the transient tax that you pay out in cash, you know, aside from your points, Oahu is 3% is the transient tax there. So the city of Anaheim is 15, Oahu is 3%. So that that is some of the differences that you see between Alani and uh, Disneyland. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt your thoughts, sorry. No, I'm just over here <laughs> just trying to stay up with chat and everything else going on at the same time. Okay. You can, you well, can so, keep going. So some other things uh, to think about if you are thinking about buying in here, I know that that is probably going to change. This is changing a lot of people's decision. And for us, I, I I completely get it. This is how we felt too. We actually bought in Grand Cal. A lot of you know that uh, last year and we decided to forgo purchasing at the Disneyland Tower, even though when those pictures started coming out, I was starting to really think, then maybe we had made the wrong decision. Um, And currently as it stands, and we'll talk about Grand Cal versus Disneyland Tower a little bit more in depth in a little bit here. Uh, But currently Grand Cal owners pay that transient tax. They have always paid it as part of their annual dues. So it's about, it's like point. Five zero three is it three three? Yeah, which is around fifty one cents uh, per point. Uh, Grand Cal owners do pay that regardless of how they use their points. So Paul and I pay that transient tax regardless if like we couldn't use our points this year. We actually rented them out, so the the guests that stayed on our reservation they did not pay a transient tax because we paid those as part of our dues. So regardless of where we're using those points, Grand Cal owners are paying it, but it is significantly less, right? You know, 50 cents a point. And most Grand Cal owners are going to be using their points at Grand Cal. So it is a little bit of a better deal, definitely a better deal for us, you know, right now. Um, for Disneyland, the villas at Disneyland Hotel, this is going to be treated the same as Alani, where this tax is imposed when you stay there. So when you're using your points, um, it, it's been broken down as a per point cost. And then there are also charts that show you what it looks like uh, per night. And Paul, the starting is two, what is it? $2 and do you remember? Of what? The transient tax. The two seventy-three. Per, two, right now it's $2.73 uh, per point. And that is the 2023 price. Now, some of you guys have been throwing out a 280, like 287. Uh, that I believe is 2024. Yeah. And so, so it, if, as you notice, it, it has gone up. Um, and that is something that you might want to keep in mind if you are thinking about purchasing here, uh, is that it is not dictated by Disney. This is dictated by the city of Anaheim, this price, and it can increase. And Alani's transient tax has increased it double since 2016. 
So that is just something to keep in mind, uh, just to be cognizant of. Now, if we, we'd like to use our points to stay here, I'm really hoping that we can actually, you know, get rid of our use, cash yeah. day and use points because we still are going to be ahead um, by using our points and paying that transient tax. Then we are paying what we currently have sitting, getting ready to pay in cash. So I know it's a lot. I know yeah. it seems like a hard hit and it's, it's an optics thing, right? Because DVC members like getting that hotel folio at the end of their stay and it says zero. Like that's yeah. what we're used to. That's Pete, what we Pete like. Pete has talked about it time and time again on mm -hmm. the shows about, you know, that bill shows up or that email shows up, you open it up and it says zero and it kind of gives you that good feeling at the end of the day. Yeah. And, and this is going to change that. It is. And it, and, and it is an optics. If you do break down the price and you say, okay, I'm going to own this for 50 years. I'm going to use it for 50 years. You know, I'm going to have, you know, hundred points, 50 years, the dues, even with the dues going up, even with the transient tax, you still are going to be paying less than if you were booking cash. Totally. Um, yep. and, and people are still paying this transient tax when they book cash. It's just baked into the hotel nightly cost. But I totally get it. Like it is a deterrent for a lot of people and it's probably going to be a deterrent for us. You know, we might, might want to think twice, you know, maybe stay at Grand Cal more often, but I do want to try it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think just to clear up some misinformation that I know has been out there in various places, um, this is not a state of California thing. This is not a Disney thing or a Disney vacation club thing. This is strictly the city of Anaheim and a tax that it basically charges for all hotel occupancy throughout the city. It is actually the biggest revenue driver for the city of Anaheim is all of the hotels have this transient tax. Mm -hmm. Now, doing some digging, one question that we're getting a lot is why is Grand Cal so less um, even being built in as compared to the Disneyland Hotel? And that's one that as much as we've dug, dug around, I don't have an 100% answer to that. One thing that I look at though is back in 2018, uh, Disneyland was planning to do a 700 room premium deluxe hotel property in the entire downtown Disney area. And that project got under fire, mm -hmm. a lot of controversy surrounding it because the city of Anaheim at the, previously had agreed to doing a lot of tax breaks for Disney to build that hotel and for several other developers, I believe as well, to build those hotels. And uh, good old Josh Tomorrow, who was actually uh, the president of, I believe, um, Disneyland, Disneyland at that time, mm -hmm. They, they made the decision to go to the city of Anaheim and basically say, Hey, you know, I don't, don't, we don't want these tax breaks anymore. We're going to play fairly just like everyone else. And so there's always been this back and forth relationship between the government in the city of Anaheim and Disneyland. And it's, it's up and it's down and it's left and it's right. But I wonder if, Maybe Grand Cal is locked in under some pre pre previous tax breaks that they received back in the day. And now the new tower and any new construction is going to actually have that full 15 or whatever they would potentially raise it to in the future. They actually recently were even considering a ticket tax uh, of like 2% on all tickets as another mm -hmm. revenue driver in the city of Anaheim. So these are all ways that the city is actually generating revenue. So it's not mm -hmm. something that Disney's doing to you uh, or or trying to cover up in any way. I think if they could hide this, they definitely will. I'm pretty sure today they hit it with the news of the Fort Wilderness cabins because it was kind of getting a little out of hand with just 
people are very upset about this. It's changed the minds of a lot of people looking to purchase the villas at Disneyland Hotel. We've run two polls, one that was actually done slightly before this information dropped, and then one that we put on Disboards right thereafter. And about 80% of respondents in both polls are saying that they are not going to purchase at the villas at Disneyland Hotel. And that is probably not the news that Disney wants to hear. Yeah, and I already thought, and I know the general consensus from a lot of people is this is going to sell out fast. This is going to be really popular. And and I have no doubt that there are a lot of people very excited and still excited about it. But there were multiple things that made me think that this was not going to sell out as fast as people thought. And one of them was the fact that the studios only sleep four And a majority of DVC members do stay in studios. That is, you know, a majority of people. That's what Paul and I do. A lot of us are just very um, conservative with with our points and how we use our points. And so that is a deal breaker for a lot of families who have, you know, five people that typically stay in studios that they can't do that at this resort. The other one is that the inventory on anything that's not a studio um, with the exception of duo studios, those are okay, but they'll only sleep two. The inventory of one bedroom, two bedroom, and then grand villas, there's only two of them. That is so minute. Like that's such a small amount of the inventory that if that is the, the, you know, the category that you have to book and, and it's going to be a challenge every single time as an owner to book there, you might, might not want to buy points there. Um, so, so those are things that I thought might be a little bit of a deterrent. The price I think came in per point as, you know, better than a lot of people thought it was going to because mm-hmm. people were, you know, 300, 300 a point or, you know, especially <laughs> compared to Grand Cal, which is still expensive, but kind of came down on the resale market. But, but yeah, now we throw in the whole transient tax and it's just gonna, it's gonna deter some people. Yep. So I, I am worried about how, how well it's gonna sell and you know, how that's gonna go. Yeah, I mean, we go back to when Grand Cal actually was sold. You can talk to uh, Derek over at DVC Resale Market. You know, he's one of the agents that that says this the most, but they struggled very much with selling that property. So much so that DVC was offering guides at the time. Uh, that I think they were offering them like flat screen TVs. They were they had so many incentives to try to get Grand Cal to sell because it just struggled and it struggled. And not for these reasons that we're talking about today. It's just there wasn't as much interest in that property at the time. Uh, It was a newer concept. Disney Vacation Club was probably half of what it was today. But they even got to, I think, uh, a point where they were offering an incentive of like 50 cents per point to guides to sell that property. So at at this time, I, I just can't see Disneyland Tower not having some of the same issues. And yeah. maybe this is part of a larger plan with Disney Vacation Club. You know, we've got the news of Fort Wilderness now. I mean, there's going to be so many properties available at once that you can choose from. You're going to have a yeah. buffet of it, options. It used to be one, li- two. limit the choices yeah. because, you know, the less people have to think about, the more likely are they are to buy sooner, like not take their time, not leave, you know, the sales room to, to take their time. But but maybe you're right. Maybe this is like, hey, let's 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 have all these options. Maybe they'll buy more than one option. You know, maybe it's a different strategy. And they have been in doing different strategies. We've seen that with the open houses. We've seen that with the virtual guides. So so they're Things are definitely changing. Yep. 
Michael here in the comments hit on a question that uh, we actually had planned to address. Uh, Paul and Amy, do you think resale prices at Grand Cal will now increase significantly due to the recent news from the villas at Disneyland Hotel? <laughs> well, let me show you something that I've got pulled up on the other screen right now. This is a live look at DVCresaleMarket.com. If you were looking for a Grand Californian listing over at DVC Real Resale Market, there are none. And that is be not because there weren't any. It's because they all sold yesterday uh, and the day before with the news that was dropping. Uh, and so if you are a Grand Californian owner, the average resale price has skyrocketed this week. People are buying up Grand Californian left and right because they don't want to have to deal with that transient tax. Mm -hmm. They don't want to have to deal with some of these other rumors. Uh, we've heard this rumor uh, of having to pay for parking as well. I've not confirmed that or been able to figure out where that's come from. If anyone has any ideas on that, please go ahead and put it in the chat. If you've talked to a guide about that, um, I've not been able to personally verify about paying for parking, but again, that's just another negative against Disneyland hotel. Um, and so grand Californian selling like crazy. So if you've been sitting on a grand Cal contract and, uh, been thinking about selling now is the time to do so go to dvcresalemarket.com contact one of their agents and get that listed. I believe they've already updated some of the tools in terms of estimating the cost of what a mm -hmm. Grand Cal contract would sell for. Um, just based off of all this news, we think that Grand Cal is going to skyrocket. I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if we see it sort of uh, move back up into that $300 per point range that it was in several months ago. Yeah, so it was it was closer to like the 290s, 300, and then it had come down into like the 260s, even as low as 240s on average uh, recently with some of the decreases in pricing. We are starting to see the market kind of stabilize a little bit mm -hmm. and, and slowly come back up. We're starting to see uh, sellers be a little less lenient on their negotiations, uh, offering a little higher counter, you know, counter offers and things like that. So I would expect to see Grand Cal prices to come back up um yeah some but but yeah it's interesting and and we love the disneyland tower like it looks fantastic i'm i'm so excited to stay there i think that the colors and the the theming is, is very beautiful it's a great hotel you know we don't want to ditch on the hotel at all because it's going to be an awesome you know to have this addition to have oh, yeah. this inventory at disneyland for dvc members um the transient tax is is unfortunate but i you know it's not something that we believe is really within you know it's not within dvc's control i'm sure this is not what they wanted it to look like i'm sure that they knew that this was going to cause some some issues with selling uh, but unfortunately it, it is what it is so you know do the math uh, decide for you over a period of time if, if it's worth it, because in the long run there, you know, there are numbers that can make sense. Uh, it just depends. Jeff said, my guide said no decision has been made on parking. Again, I think this is just all speculation based yeah. off of reading between the lines, like we alluded to earlier with the poly tower and it, you know, not being number 17, um, or, or, you know, in terms of the number of DVC properties. So it's uh, all of us are just sort of speculating all over the place as to what these things are. Yeah, um, I can't see why, why parking would be additional, why it wouldn't be part of the maintenance of the so so the the annual dues for the disneyland tower are was nine dollars and six cents nine dollars and six cents a point, which is over a dollar more than yep. grand cal. But 
Grand Cal is such a small unit. Grand Cal is like 23 studios and 23 one bedrooms. Like it's, it's tiny when you compare it to how big this tower at Disneyland is going to be. And so, and they're, they're adding an additional swimming pool, correct? For the Disneyland tower. They are. Whereas Grand Cal doesn't really have a separate swimming pool. Um, they, they do have. It has a pool. It's two, right? By but they, it's very yeah. crazy at all times. From oh my our goodness, yeah. Greg Howe uh, needs another pool. <laughs> yeah. It is crazy. Um, we got a question: If Disney ever decided to expand Grand Cal, would that cause its owners to get this higher tax? Uh, remains to be seen. Again, I'm kind of speculating on what caused that tax to increase so exponentially with the Disneyland Tower. So it, that. That's still sort of just something that's a bit of an assumption on on this part. It could increase in annual dues. I also don't know, Do could they legally make the same decision with Grand Cal, pull it out of the dues, and make it a transient tax for the <laughs> occupant? So I reached out and I asked multiple guides this question. I was given the same response from each of them, was that they would dig, do some digging, and they would email <laughs> me back with a response. And that was a couple days ago. Uh, I, I don't think I'm going to get a response. So I think that... You know, these are things that are like deep embedded legally somewhere that somebody knows the answer to. Unfortunately, it's not very publicly available and easy to find. And it's not something that even just asking your guide, um, because I did, I've asked multiple different guides and, and neither of them has been able to come up and produce a response. Now we had no indication that that, you know, even before Disneyland Tower, you know, existed or was going to exist, that Grand Cal's situation in terms of transient taxes would ever change. Like there was never anything that has led anyone to believe that that would ever become an issue. Yep. So I'm hoping that it continues to be that way, that we are just, you know, this hotel is just grandfathered into whatever was agreed upon back when whatever the political climate was back when it was opened and that's how it's going to stay yep um, we had dog. yep we had <laughs> someone actually uh layla said i can't help but wonder if disney doesn't want to sell out quickly they still haven't sold all of riviera but a lot of guests stay on cash um at crazy cash rates uh probably a very it, i mean i was a sucker and i Purchase two nights at oh $900 a night for us to get there. I hope the we can find some I, ho- I hope we can get yeah. there on points because, uh, you know, it's, um, it is rather expensive, but you have to wonder that that's what they do with all of those points that are not currently in inventory. They, mm-hmm. uh, they actually go ahead and rent them out as, uh, as cash days. And, uh, that's been a question that also has circulated a little bit. I know on DVCfan.com is in the state of California, how much legally are they allowed to hold back in inventory? So we know here in Florida that the 2% rule is in effect. So DVC has to retain 2% of all the points being sold in a given villa. But California is a little bit more vague. And- <laughs> it's not vague. It's a mathematical equation that I'm not smart enough to figure out. Um, um, yeah, so you did some deep diving into the Anaheim... 
the no, it was the California the time California timeshare yeah. laws, mm-hmm. um, and we were able to find this little gem, which basically talks about the rental of units in a timeshare property. And this example uh, is fun for all of you spreadsheet people out there. We've not had time to really dig into it, but uh, for example, if a developer owns or controls one thousand timeshare periods in a particular season out of a total of four thousand timeshare periods available during the season then developer may not hold out for rentals to the public during any applicable priority reservation period, more than 250 timeshare periods on that given day. During that season, I had to stand up. Um, and then it gives you the math that comes up with all of that. So this reminds me of like one of those questions. <laughs> it's the sentence before that that talks about the, the numerator and the number. I don't even... I'm done. This is I'm one of those done. questions on like the SATs <laughs> that I just skipped um, in most cases. So uh, if anyone out there in chat wants to sort of dive into that and figure out what percentage that might actually be, then we should uh, we should have that answer here within the next five to ten minutes or so. Uh, but it, again, it is a little bit more vague in the state of California as to what that is. They still legally are allowed to do it, so they are going to retain some of those points. Um, and uh, to Layla's question earlier, I definitely think that they just want to retain some of this for cash sales as long as possible. I think that's going to be a goal with the Fort Wilderness cabins as well. Those cabins sell out like crazy. They've never really had an issue. Yeah, selling. and that's why I was kind of surprised. So Grand Floridian, that was that was an easy decision yeah. for them because the hotel side the Grand Floridian actually does not sell that well because it's, it's expensive and it kind of needed a refurb and even talking to like Elaine Edwards right she sees a lot of what's selling she's she's the one booking a lot of these trips um she has said to us you know Yacht Club does not sell like Beach Club does Grand Floridian does not sell like the Polynesian does and uh I asked her today actually i said how do the cabins at fort wilderness sell is this a grand floridian where they they want to flip it to dvc because it doesn't sell well and she said no they're almost always booked and i know i've talked to people uh who contact monera who want to become dvc members because they love fort wilderness but they can't get into the 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 campsites you know it's so hard to get an RV campsite, they sell out, you know, I don't know how far in advance, but very far in advance. And so the cabins are the same, you know, because they have been uh, an economical option for people who want to fit that many people in a space. And so that's why I, I was very surprised that they're going to be flipping this into DVC. But to the point of, um, was it late? Layla? Yep. Uh, Layla, they, maybe you're right. They can still sell these as cash and, and they're, they're going to look kind of cool. I, I know that some people are like, you know, they're just manufactured. They're just moving, you know, sitting them there and they've got like that shipping container look to them. I can't wait to see one of these things rolling down I-4. (laughs) I think it looks so cool though. I I love the concept art. I don't know. Well, and a lot of people have said it's going to be like the glamping life of Disney Vacation Mm -hmm. Club. And also it almost has some of those like, uh, they're now making like container homes now or Mm -hmm. like the tiny homes and stuff like that. I think those are so cool. Uh, Yeah, they're they're I don't want to stay in a tent like that ship has sailed i was a girl scout for yeah. 10 years when i was a kid i do not want to camp in a tent anymore yeah but this looks nice and allison sort of said it as well they already have a loyal base at the cabins it's mm-hmm. going to be an easy sell for these people the mm-hmm. people that go to the cabins go to the cabins year after year after year so you tell them to sign up for a 50-year contract where they know that they're 
going to get their cabin year after year after year and sign them up. I I would I would almost argue that we may see a new record for guaranteed weeks being sold for a Disney Vacation that might, Club property. That might, yep. At the Halloween week, Christmas yes. week. Yeah, I, I can I, see that. Yep, mm-hmm. it's it's definitely going to be an mm-hmm. easy summer. Before we fully wrap up the transient tax conversation, I did want to throw over to DVC Resale Market one more time. Um, I know David Mumpower, um, wonderful writer, and I know he watches some of our videos and stuff like that. Um, so he actually put together an article over on DVC Resale Market that talks all about what a transient tax is that Disney just announced. As we've discussed tonight, you know, um, we can relate it to Alani. Uh, it is wrapped into Grand Cal as well, but David did a great job over here as to just give a give a little bit of a deep dive into uh, what we know about transient tax, what it is, um, and and all of that. So head over to DVCResaleMarket.com if you want to read more about the transient tax conversation. So. Um, ask your questions in the comments below. We'll keep sort of answering your questions for the next uh, 10 to 15 minutes here before we wrap up tonight. But uh, all in all, again, I just want to go back to the fact that it has been a whirlwind of a week when it comes to Disney Vacation Club. And it just makes me be excited to be a member. We're headed up this weekend. Mm -hmm. We're going to stay at Grand Floridian for two nights for my birthday. And I just am very excited to be a DVC member and stay on property and be a part of this community. And a lot of that excitement is due to all of you that watch these videos, that interact with us on DVC Fan and in a variety of other places. You know, um, you all are what really make this fun um, and what make this community so special. So uh, again, just a huge thank you to all of you. Let's see, what other questions do we have coming in tonight? I feel like that is behind. My my question, it's just that, a couple seconds behind. So yeah. um, like like Maria's happy birthday didn't come up yet, but there it is. So uh, it's just a couple mm. seconds behind, but it comes up very quickly. Let's see, what kind of opening sale price reductions do we suspect, Aaron asks, I assume for the, uh, for the, Disneyland Tower. Um, two things that I will actually throw out there as assumptions. I think that 230 per point um, is a good starting place. I'm not going to be surprised if we see Riviera and Grand Floridian come up to that rate when it actually goes on sale. Um, I've said that for a period of time that you know, I, I think it's easier for them to sell at one base price point and then incentivize down to the levels that they want those to sell at. So, uh, we actually, uh, Pete actually just shared with me some information, uh, that he received on the cruise ship the other day, speculating to the same that Riviera was going to see a price increase. So I would very much expect that we see this price mm-hmm. increase for most properties move up to 230 by the time this goes on sale very soon. And then, we see the incentives knock it down from there. But I think that still keeps the Disneyland Hotel as a premium property uh, for the time being. It's really just going to depend on sales. We know that, like you said earlier, the, the Grand Floridian incentives that they first offered are still some of the best incentives that we saw for the Grand Floridian. So it is worth noting that Prices with Disney Vacation Club very rarely get cheaper. Uh, they most always go up. And so holding out for maybe trying to get a lower price is not always the best deal unless you're looking to purchase a resale contract. And I can tell you that uh, the Disneyland Hotel on the resale market 
he's probably going to be a steal of a deal. Uh, if we look at Riviera as an example, you know, there's a significant decrease in the value mm-hmm. of those contracts, and that's related to those resale restrictions yeah. uh, for those I do properties. think I, there is going to be a little bit of a difference, though, because I do think if you purchase Disneyland Tower, you're likely only planning on using those points at Disneyland Tower. The same with Grand Cal, right? Like, we wouldn't dare use our Grand Cal points somewhere else. And so if if you have that mindset, once once these contracts start hitting the resale market, even though you're going to be restricted to just using them at the Disneyland Tower, then it might not be as much of a blow as with Riviera, whereas Riviera is there at Disney World, so you want some flexibility when you use those points. But but this is a little bit different. So I don't know that it's we're going to see it come down on the resale market as, as low as Riviera has, but it is obviously there's going to be a difference, right, between buying direct. Uh, and we yep. saw the first uh, Riviera contracts hit the resale market before Riviera even opened. Yep. So, I, you know, I don't know if that was just decisions that got changed or, or what, but we saw, we saw those contracts, points that weren't, hadn't even been used yet. And I would expect that we might, you know, we might see some contracts hit the resale market as early as August, um, or, you know, maybe even a little sooner. Uh, Icarus in chat asked, as new properties go live, the inventory goes up during this growth time. Do we think it'll be easier to get rooms? I do believe so, but it comes in waves. It really depends on the declarations that Disney Vacation Club makes. So if we use Grand Floridian again as an example, when it first went on sale, they allocated half of the resort's uh, total point allotment um, and declared that as Disney Vacation Club inventory. So at that moment, inventory goes up until it goes back down as people buy those points and then they add the remaining inventory uh, which I believe they've done already so all of the Grand Floridian is declared at that Mm -hmm. time and that's why it has been a little bit easier to get into one of those resort studios. Yes especially uh, when it first opened we we were seeing a lot of people that that were having an easy time there was a special period for members to book which is the same with uh, Disneyland Tower. Did yep. we talk about that? Those dates? Uh, we briefly, we briefly sort of breezed by them. Okay. But, um, um, yes, yeah. New owners can begin booking on May 16th for days uh, starting for days starting September 28th, yep. uh, which is the grand opening. And then um, uh, existing uh, members can begin to book on July 27th for September 28th or within the zero to seven month yeah. booking window. So with, with Grand Floridian, what we saw was we thought that that uh, existing member time period was going to be really important to get in and to try that. And it turned out that a lot of members that did not own there were also able to get in around the same time frames. And so I don't know if that'll happen here. I will tell you though that when the Disneyland Tower was booking cash stays, um, there was there was two groups of people, right? There were those that called, heard the cash price, and was like, yeah, no, thank you. So those people are probably going to try to book with points now. And then there's idiots like Paul who heard the cash price, should have said no, thank you, and still booked it. No, I'm just kidding. He's not an idiot. But, um, you know, I, we booked it for obvious reasons because we want to be able to cover it. But in a normal world, we this is not. I how would much, never pay that much this money. This is not for how much we would spend on a hotel. I'm still hoping yeah. we somehow get. Uh, and then there's yes, get get a, get a room. So on you've points. got people like us who overpaid, who are also hoping 
to get in with points. Um, and so I do think we are going to see some of those cash stays drop off as these members are able to secure yeah. point reservations. But I'm wondering what the availability is going to be like for those points. Because I got to tell you, as soon as if, if we can get a stay the opening two nights, which is what we have booked with cash, yep. uh, with points, we will drop that cash day like it never happened. Yeah. yeah. Like and, we- and transient tax and all is not as much as what we're trying to pay per night. And that's, yep. yeah. Speaking of Disneyland, Robin asks, any thoughts on the new DVC lounge in uh, Disneyland? I've uh, seen a bunch of cool pictures and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I'll be brutally honest. I've been sort of back, I've, I've been back, holding a bunch of articles that we have. We've had a lot of people share pictures with us. We're going to share those over on dvcfan.com in the coming week or so. But there's just been so much news, and I know that there's only so much news that we as people can digest. So I've just been trying to pace it out there to people. But it looks very, very neat. Uh, I saw someone mention it's got a very cool like custom coffee machine so that you can like press a button and get you know Americano, espresso, latte, cappuccino. Uh, they also have the Coke Freestyle machines in there as well. And they've been giving out a lot of cool... Um, merch uh or just like freebies giveaway items and stuff swag. like that swag yeah i don't um I've, I've lost my train of thought for the evening but uh but yeah super excited to check that out once we get out to disneyland later this year um mike here uh is is saying what you want in your life which is a yacht club disney vacation club property um i, I do believe we see this continue in terms of a theme and i think that was another question that i just sort of went by a second ago or saw someone ask which was um you know could we see uh here it is keith asked do you think they would take the 203 grand cow dvc hotel rooms uh, and do a Grand Floridian type of flip and sell more points at the uh, Grand Californian. Um, I would be surprised out there because they just don't struggle to, I think, mm-hmm. fill those rooms with general A lot occupants. of demand, a lot of so, demand out there, which is why the prices are so high. Yeah. That and they're paying those taxes, but yeah. I, so mm-hmm. I think I'd be surprised to see it in California unless they re, unless they sort of face that issue. But we know for a fact that Disney World is facing that issue with some of these deluxe properties. They are struggling to fill these deluxe hotel rooms, and it makes the most sense mm-hmm. for them to put bodies in them to do this flip and put it into the Disney Vacation Club program. So I agree, mm-hmm. I, Yacht Club. I think we will see this progression happen for a period yeah. of time. Yacht Club. I think. Bay Lake Tower uh, 2.0 is on the horizon. Um, We will see them revisit the reflection site at some point. I think all of these ideas are easy wins for Disney right now. Yeah, and Disney World is is offering upgrades uh, to some people to move them into deluxe hotels or higher levels so that they can backfill those value hotels because those are the ones that are selling. So they're trying to entice people uh, personally, like contacting their travel agents, contacting them, not doing it as like a big discount, but like contacting people who are currently booked and trying to give them a a pretty steep discount to move into a higher level hotel so that they can then sell those cheaper accommodations. And so this is, I think, DVC is is the answer to this yep. issue that they have, and and I think yeah we're we're just gonna keep seeing them. They're just getting started, and and we're gonna see more of this flipping of of existing hotel, and and maybe even you know some new builds, you know the reflection site, other 
other locations. Yep. But, yep. Um, on a different topic that we've not really discussed tonight, uh, Emily asked, do we know if Rofer has been more active recently? And listen really closely when I tell you the number of contracts that have been Rofered in April... It's zero. Um, so it is still uh, sort of asleep at the wheel at the moment. Uh, the Rofer Monster is sleeping, uh, at least as far as what we see over at DVC Resale Market is concerned. But we have seen sort of a shift in, um, you know, sellers uh, and the number of contracts available on the market. Mm-hmm. We've definitely, I think, plateaued in terms of where that low price point has been for a lot of resorts. Uh, we'll see that in the reports that come out over on DVCResaleMarket.com at the beginning of May, but I highly anticipate we'll see some upward trends this month, especially when it comes to uh, Grand Californian. Uh, we mentioned once, we mentioned it twice, we could say it a million times, but um, Grand Californian owners, if you are looking for some reason to sell your contract right now, now is the time. Prices have skyrocketed this week just because of the restrictions that have been announced for Disneyland Hotel, because of the transient tax issue, because of the annual dues. A lot of people that were like, yes, 100%, I'm buying Disneyland Hotel are now sort of on the fence sort of saying, I'm going to reconsider it. And almost like Amy and I did um, uh, several months ago. Winning. And we're, we're winning. <laughs> yeah, we, we decided I to. I am so glad. We decided to pull the trigger and uh, get that Grand Californian contract. And I just want, want people to know that, um, you know, uh, Derek over at DVC Resale Market, great personal friend of ours. And it wouldn't be unless we bought that contract that we would be such good friends with Derek. And that's because of these type of deals that he throws out. It's um, he, he actually did just put in the chat a couple minutes ago, first person to reach out to him at DVC Resale Market to sell their Grand Cal contract will be his forever friend. Um, I'm a little taken aback because I thought I was the forever friend, uh, but I guess you're going to jump in line and move into first place uh, above and beyond me. So uh, thank you, Derek, as always. Derek at DVCResaleMarket.com. Uh, or and D- I can vouch for Derek. He's a great friend. Great friend, a great <laughs> lamp stealer all, all around, you know, just a, a, a wonderful, good, good guy. Um, let's see. Do we think, uh, do we think DVC will ever offer a paid upgrade path for resale members to, I can't see cause the camera's there. Something about direct easy money for Disney. Um, we yeah, did to become direct. Yeah. To become direct. Uh, the rumor still is out there. We know that they were testing the waters for a basically a paid perks program at one point that would be like a subscription-based thing. Uh, we've not heard about that for a period of time now. We've also gone from a period in which we had Bob Chapek and now we have Bob Iger. And so... I think yeah. that that's still Times in the back. Are changing. Times are changing. <laughs> and so um, they're, they're just looking to make money where they can make money. And um, yeah. Troy says, any thoughts on the DVC Guardians of the Galaxy screen and scream? I screen <laughs> and scream event. They make these things so hard to pronounce. Uh, yeah. It looks amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you are something that the only beef I still have about these events is they announce them too late. Mm, yeah. It's what it's May. Is it beginning of May? I like believe, in a few yeah, weeks? Yeah. I believe it's coming up very soon. Yeah. And you know, it is a great opportunity if you've not bought tickets. Um, it's a great, you know, one night, uh, Epcot, you're going to see the movie, or you can actually get a Fandango gift card, I believe it is, to mm-hmm, watch the movie at a later. different time. But then you get that after hours access to the uh, uh, world. 
it's uh, the it's world you, two rides. Yeah. yeah. So basically, Guardians, Cosmic Rewind, and Test Track. So so those are the only two rides. But like, if you first of all, if you are someone that isn't at Epcot every other, you know, every weekend like we are, and you don't get to ride Cosmic Rewind all the time. This is a good price for an after hours event plus a movie that you get to ride Guardians. And, yeah. and I'm guessing it's going to be pretty limited in the capacity. So hopefully if you wanted to ride Guardians over and over, you could. Um, Test Track, it, they're just throwing in another ride. I mean, it's nice to have something. Uh, those are the only two rides, though. So for us, you know, we evaluated and looked at it and looked at the pricing. It was $89 plus tax plus gratuity. Uh, which made it around, I, I, someone who bought it, correct me, it was like $105 in some sense or something like that. Yep. I don't know what the gratuity is for. Is that for like cast members or people serving food? Maybe there's uh, a buffet. Does the movie theater serve things to your chairs? Uh, I don't know. If you find out, let us know. Don't, don't get excited about it though, because um, uh, Lauren, Lauren did verify in chat that it has sold out. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, but yeah, good good for the people that are doing it. Yeah, and, and it's it, great to see these events pop yeah. up. And and I think that they are so I had a a cast member, like a member service cast member kind of say to me one time, like, well, the point of Moonlight Magic or the point of these little events is that it's exciting when it happens to be when your trip is, but you're not really supposed to book a special trip for it. Yeah. Now, that's not what our community does. Our community <laughs> books trips to go and yeah. experience moonlight magic and these things that excite them um so for us we always are like well we wish they would they would tell us sooner so we had time to make plans but that's not dvc's frame of mind like that's not their perspective their perspective is let's make these little pop-up events and then the people that are there during this time will be excited by it which i get that um but it's good to see them coming up you know the 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 Halloween one. Do you remember what that was called? That was cute. Meet and treat. The meet and treat. That was a nice little event, free event for members. Yep. So, you know, there's there's a mixture of paid ones and there's there's free ones sprinkled in there too. And honestly, Moonlight Magic is is the best it's been in a while, you know. Yeah. We have no complaints Fireworks about that. Fireworks are back. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm expecting hopefully Fantasmic at the Hollywood Studios this year. I love Fantasmic, um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, but... Um, all in all, it has been a week for Disney Vacation Club, and uh, we're not done with it quite yet. We are. Lauren said the link for the Guardians event still works. She Ooh. takes it back; it's not sold out. Ooh, get see? your tickets while get you can. Get your tickets while you can. Jump into the <laughs> jump into the chat. Click on that link and uh, mm-hmm. get your screen scream and screen. Is that it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, whoever comes up with these names needs to make them a little. A little easier to pronounce. <laughs> Lauren's uh, in there testing it for us, doing doing the real work. Lauren's doing here. the real work. She's going to purchase <laughs> tickets right now and make sure that um, we've got great coverage of the Screen and Scream event. Now I can say it. Look at that. Yeah. Um, but uh, there was a message that came by that I did want to just pull up real quick. JoJo said, Amy and Paul, congrats on the Run Disney 10-miler. <laughs> Thank you so much, JoJo. Um, the medal is back here somewhere on my medal rack on the wall. But it was Amy's first Run Disney event. And she is an addict now. <laughs> she is fully addicted to Run Disney. Um, I mean, it actually sparked an idea for a DVC fan show that we want to do coming up, which is um, Disney Vacation Club for Run Disney. Um, 
runners because I think that is a very good match. And historically, there has actually been some incentives way back in the day that were the provided weeks, yeah. uh, Where for, you got a guaranteed for purchasing bib. those guaranteed mm-hmm. weeks and getting guaranteed bibs. So I think there's a huge conversation to have. We may actually have Lauren on for that conversation because I know Lauren loves run Disney oh, events too. Lauren is so fast. Yes, <laughs> she is super fast. <laughs> I would um, never be able to catch up to her. Lauren, I, I apologize <laughs> if this embarrasses you in any way, but I I, I watched your, um, your, your times that you would post while you were pregnant and I will never be that fast and I'm okay with that. You are just a super duper fast runner and I, uh, kudos to you. Um, we are, we like tacos too much. To we run, like tacos. Run that, that, is, that is a great, <laughs> that is a great answer. Uh, speaking of tacos, we're going to the new restaurant at the, uh, Rosa Mexicana, Rosa at Mexicana the dolphin, at the dolphin. And it um, looks fantastic. Looks amazing. Yeah. Tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Narcusi's on Saturday for Paul's birthday. Narcusi's so that, on Saturday as well. And that'll be our um, first time We're there. doing a room tour of a studio, a refurbished, well, since since we've been in them last, a refurbished studio, deluxe studio at the Grand Floridian oh, yeah, is where be we'll be. Time. That'll be the first time that we've been in those rooms since they refurbished those rooms. So we'll definitely be filming a room tour of that. Yes. We have the footage from a room tour that we did for our 10 miler as well, which is a deluxe studio at Animal Kingdom Lodge Jumbo House, which was kind of a unique room. So be sure to watch out for that video coming up. Um, as I mentioned before, this tonight's live stream is taking place of a regular Monday show next week. So stay tuned for some of those room tours. We'll make sure we get those up next week as well. But we hope to get back in the studio next week or the week after that and get back to our regularly scheduled shows. But until that time, you're stuck with us and we're going to bring you the news, whether you like it or not, and uh, share as much information as we can, because I think that's what we both sort of as former educators pride ourselves in. We we really love sharing knowledge with people, love just making sure mm-hmm. that as much of the Disney Vacation Club base knows about what's going on with the product, knows yeah. about what's going and on. And I, I love this community because you guys are so well-educated and you take the time to learn and understand what you've purchased. And, and Disney Vacation Club has so many layers to it. Like there's just so much to unpack and understand. And, and we learned a lot from you guys. Uh, so we really love that. But yeah, yep. I just I think DVC members are one of the most educated, you know, Disney yeah. fan groups there are. So and know that personally, both please don't blow us up by <laughs> saying this, but please know that we are always here to help as well. You know, we have many of you that reach out to us on Facebook, on Instagram, that email us, all of that stuff, asking just general questions about your membership. And we love it. We love being able to help you use your points or help you make those decisions throughout the purchase process. And we're also surrounded by an amazing team of people at the world of DVC between resale market, rental store, Monera. We have so many people that if we don't have the answer to your question, we're going to be able to get it for you and make sure that you have all the information you need. But um, it's been a wild ride of a week for Disney Vacation Club. I'm excited. I w- DVC, don't do this to me, but I wish every week was like this because, again, we're just getting back into, like, I feel like we're pre-pandemic now and it's back to the old norm of there's always something exciting about Disney mm-hmm. Vacation Club going on and something exciting. Maybe once a month. <laughs> Maybe once a month, yeah. I kind of I do Not every a, week. Not every week. I need a break mm-hmm. a little bit, uh, come up for air and all of that. But 
Um, thank you all for joining us live tonight. Uh, we will put this up as a podcast and this will live on the uh, DVC Fan YouTube channel. Uh, if you are not a subscriber already, please hit that subscribe button and the notification bell so that you know when we're going to go live next or know when our next video goes up. Hit that like button as well. Um, and I feel like I don't plug a couple of these uh, often enough. Uh, DVCFan.com for all of your news. A lot of the articles that we shared tonight throughout the show are on dvcfan.com and we share basically if uh if 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 i don't know a better way to put it if dvc farts we're gonna we're gonna actually write about it um but uh also dvc fan facebook group on facebook we are approaching very rapidly thirty thousand members in that group which is just a crazy number Mm -hmm. to think about where we've come from so please a lot of awesome knowledgeable helpful people in that group yeah so Mm -hmm. please if you've not already joined that group go ahead and do that Mm -hmm. share it with your friends if you've got dvc friends out there as well also, we are on Instagram, instagram.com slash the DVC show, I believe it is, um, is our Instagram. So we are over there to chat with as well. So if you're not following along in any of those places, uh, in addition to these videos, uh, please join us. And um, yeah, it's been a wild week. And uh, thank you all for joining us tonight. And we will be back to you soon with more deep dives into all of this information. And uh, we can't wait to just continue on this Disney Vacation Club journey with each of you. So thank you so much. And uh, we will see you next time.